0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm as you yes, it, Jana, and joined as always by the Sherpa. How are you today, Sherpa? and it seems we have some lovely technical difficulties. We're going to get Sherpa back here in a minute, but we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. We've got all of the good stuff coming to you for week 10, who to start, who to sit, our always lovely injury report, daily fantasy picks, waiver wire suggestions, and of course, our game predictions, which is always a good time. And I know we probably won't spend a whole lot of time talking about last week's Cowboys Giants game in fact, Sherpa thought about taking a bye week, but I think you're back with us, and we're going to find a way to get through this. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Well, at least we have got a game against the Jets coming up this weekend, so hopefully we can get over the Cowboys uh, game quickly.
0: I mean, the black cat was tough, but, you know, I think, <laughs> I think we're, we're all going to be he okay He actually this found week. the
1: end zone Monday night.
0: Yeah, he was very elusive. I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh uh, but uh, we wide do receiver maybe. well you I know, know I, I think are, you guys but... have some openings <laughs> yeah. I don't know how
1: his paws are but, uh...
0: he looked he looked like he could he could make a move he looked like he probably was a five tool cat but that's just you know I'm just going by the eye test here
1: could be I heard he played his college ball at Furman <laughs> <laughs>
0: possible. It is certainly possible. I cannot confirm or deny that. Um, but on less, a less exciting note, we do have one of our dreaded 16 bye weeks this week. Uh, That'd
1: be a short show.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're actually done already. <laughs> good night, no good injuries, no nothing. Nope, nope, none. Not one guy got injured this week. Definitely nobody went on IR and no one that would affect your fantasy team. But we do have the Broncos, Texans, Jaguars, Patriots, the Eagles, and the Redskins all on buys this week. And as Sherpa predicted, and I wasn't willing to see it yet or be open to it, Gardner Minshew has, in fact, played himself out of a job. And when the Jaguars come back from their bye week next week, Nick Foley and Dynamite will be under center for them playing quarterback.
1: Sherpa, as probably always... That'll last about three you'll... plays, and then he'll uh, break his collarbone again. <laughs>
0: Well, I I don't think the Eagles'
1: curse—it's
0: possible. I don't think the Eagles' curse extends to two injuries, but you know, it it could be rewriting history. It's hard to say. Um, But however, well, if
1: you have many players in Jacksonville, Washington, or Denver on your uh, fantasy team, uh, you need some help.
0: Things things probably aren't going great, but we can take care of that for you. Um, There are a few injuries. Not sure if you guys heard couple players we do have some guys coming back this week though so it's not all bad Um, but Adam Thielen who I was hyped was gonna be back last week my fantasy teams were looking forward to it re-aggravated his hamstring injury Uh, he is a game time decision this week they're calling him questionable he's not practicing I would certainly have a plan B it it will go down to game time so be ready for that Patrick Mahomes practiced in full for the first time since dislocating his kneecap. He's supposedly going to play this week. It looks like barring a setback, he's going to be under center, um, which, you know, I think takes away from the exciting storyline of Matt Moore, who declined to even go to a workout for the Titans in the offseason and would rather actually be unemployed until he was signed by the chiefs. I thought maybe we would have some kind of nice revenge thing there, but it looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to spoil that for all of us. Um, on. Other quarterbacks in the injury notes. Jacoby Brissett uh, left the game on Sunday with a sprained MCL. It looked worse than it was. Uh, He is questionable for this week. It's really going to come down to what kind of pain he can tolerate. So, again, have a plan B there. For the Chargers running back, Justin Jackson is questionable. He was limited practice today with a calf injury. Uh, The Raiders secondary and defense were already pretty bad, but now they're actually also hurt and they're going to be without a couple of key guys this week. So it could be a very high scoring affair in that game in Tennessee, wide receiver Corey Davis did not practice today with a hip injury and Delaney Walker, their tight end missed practice as well with that ankle injury. Also worth noting center Ben Jones is still recovering from a concussion. He was limited. using the concussion protocol, but that could make things a little bit more difficult for them. Uh, It certainly was a problem last week. In Cleveland, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones is dealing with a knee injury. He did not practice. It's looking pretty up in the air for this week, so keep an eye on that. In Arizona, uh, running back Chase Edmonds still not practicing with that hamstring injury. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. But running back Dave Johnson practiced in full, looks great. His ankle is looking pretty good. And unless something catastrophic happens between now and Sunday, he is going to be starting for the Cardinals, which I'm sure is a welcome sight for them. Tampa Bay's defense is one pretty carry, banged up. Several guys, yeah. Hey, hopefully, hopefully we'll get more than one snap, but my fantasy team would certainly like it. Kenyon Drake and David Johnson may be the only healthy bodies there, so they're going to have to tread lightly. Uh, Tampa Bay, their defense is pretty banged up. A lot of them not practicing today. So, again, potential for some fantasy points to be had there. Your Giants are dealing with some problems in that Sterling Shepard is still recovering from that concussion. He's not practicing. And tight end Evan Ingram could miss quote extended time with a midfoot sprain. Didn't practice today. They're sending his records all over the place for second opinions, but they're not actually saying he's not gonna play this week yet. He's quote, uncertain right now. So if you plays, it's There's probably a no good fantasy to play, risk
1: playing someone like that.
0: I don't think so either. But the giants. yeah, I, I
1: They're the Giants. We've
0: we've seen some crazy things. They are the Giants, so not sure if he's going to make it on the field or not this week, Uh, so keep an eye on that. On the other side of that game, Jeff Le'Veon Bell uh, did not practice. That knee injury did not have any structural damage, so it looks like he's going to try to play this week. Um, Also, their center, Ryan Khalil, is not practicing with a knee injury, so something to keep an eye on there. Sam Darnold seems to think he's a shot put athlete now. So they, they've got some bigger fish to fry, but that's not helping the situation in Atlanta. Matt Ryan missed last week's game with that ankle injury. He was limited to practice today. They're still not sure if he's going to go or not. He certainly seems like he's trying to uh, in uh, for the Falcons though. Ito Smith is still not practicing with a neck injury. Does not look like he's going to play this week on the flip side. Uh, For the Saints, good news in that Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook were both at practice today. Both of them missed the last two games. Kamara was limited, but it looks like he's going to go this week. And Jared Cook practiced fully, coming back off that ankle injury. So, looks like they're getting healthier. In Cincinnati, a little less so. Obviously, they already have the ginger ninja drama and the quarterback issues going on there. But it was announced earlier this week that A.J. Green, star wide receiver we haven't seen all season, was going to make his season debut this week, and then he promptly did not practice today. So no one's really sure if he's going to play or not this week. I don't think he even is personally on an no 0 team, and their, now you don't have the quarterback. quarterback yeah, it's it's not great. So I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him this week, but keep an eye on it. The Panthers finally put Cam Newton on IR uh, with that plantar fasciitis, foot injury, whatever. He's calling it on a given day. With kind of Yeah, solidifying what we all know is that he's not playing again this season. Running back, Christian McCaffrey didn't practice with that knee injury. He's still going to play this week. He hasn't been practicing most Wednesdays the last few weeks, so I wouldn't worry too much there. In Green Bay, wide receivers Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling were both limited at practice today with toe and knee and ankle injuries respectively. Uh, Matt Stafford, who has been on the injury report for weeks with a hip injury is now adding a back injury to that. And he was actually limited to practice today. So something to keep an eye on, especially with the fact that he's going at the Bears defense this week, uh, in Indianapolis on top of the Jacoby Brissett injury. They're also dealing with P Y Hilton, not practicing with that calf injury. Uh, Paris Campbell, their wide receiver is also not practicing with the hand injury. So they're a little banged up on the offensive side of the ball in Miami. The previously winless Dolphins (laughs) did have a few guys missing practice but quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick was not one of them he's got a shoulder injury but he practiced in full so he should be fine for this week in Pittsburgh running back James Connor was limited practice that shoulder injury and wide receiver Ryan Switzer didn't practice at all with a back injury he's a little more questionable in Dallas Amari Cooper was limited with neck and knee injuries he's going to play he's going to be fine. Uh, However, 90% of their defense was not practicing or limited, and that's not a great sign for them. Minnesota could uh, certainly take advantage of that this week. Eagles put Deshaun Jackson on IR, uh, so he's done with that abdominal muscle injury. And the Rams officially have ruled out uh, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. He is still dealing with a concussion. He's flying to Pittsburgh today to go see a specialist to try to get some answers on that and Tampa Bay has officially named Ronald Jones II their starting running back so that committee allegedly is now in the hands of Ronald we Jones I don't know yeah I, I i guess he's the guy now we'll see how long this lasts but uh that that is it we've reached the end of injury report in record time this week <laughs>
1: all right let's move on to uh, some Waiver wire pickups for this week, starting with uh, running backs. Um, again, it's pretty thin. You know, most of the running backs that are worth anything or on somebody's roster, even as a speculative pickup, but uh, Kalen is yeah. still out there in a lot of leagues. I'm not saying you necessarily want to spend a lot of your uh, fab money on him, but he's out there. J.D. McKissick in Detroit, um, Frank Gore, who's uh, Newly really displaced or deposed, I guess, in Buffalo. Uh Hines <laughs> in Indianapolis. Gus Edwards in Baltimore. And if you're really looking for a speculative to pick up uh, Darius Geis uh, on on um buy this week, what they actually, might be able to Yeah, I do actually your, like uh, the Darius Geis
0: one. I'm good. in on that. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I like I the like a
1: lot. Yeah, That's okay. <laughs> okay um moving on to wide receivers uh top of my list is uh zach pascal who's i think had enough uh nice games now that he's you can't really dismiss him as a fluke anymore you know and especially no, at T. he's Hilton. a real he's live wide receiver banged up. Yeah, looks like uh he's gonna have a real opportunity there Uh on the other end of the spectrum, somebody who's been around for a long time, Danny Anandola, Cole Beasley, uh, back to newcomers, uh, AJ Brown still out there in a lot of leagues, Deontay Johnson with Pittsburgh, Hunter Renfro with Oakland, Alan Lazard and Green Bay's had a couple nice games in a row now, and uh Geronimo Allison, a perennial favorite of mine, also out there in a lot of leagues still.
0: Yeah, I like, I I really have no beef with any of your list. I'm a big fan of Geronimo Allison as well. And I think you're right. Uh, I think he, the, there's, there's a lot more value here, obviously, than running backs, but you can get some pretty good players on the waiver wire still, even in week 10.
1: Yeah. And wide receivers, so much of it, well, it's true with any position, but you know, so much of it is just matchup dependent. And, you know, are they going to be able to run yeah. the ball? No. Okay. They're going to have to throw more than they usually do. And, Maybe somebody who's a second or third receiver you know, puts up first receiver production for a week. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, if you're scooping guys off the waiver wire, you should be doing it with an eye towards, you know, if I had a pick, I'd rather go with someone with you know high upside like Zach Pascal as opposed to somebody who's kind of safe like Cole Beasley but probably isn't going to help you win a fantasy yeah. matchup just avoid you taking a bunch of zeros.
0: High risk, high reward we're about here.
1: Exactly. That's what we're all about here. The <laughs> point of thing that you show. Speaking of high risk, high reward, moving on to quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is at the top of my list uh, for this week. He's had a very up and down rookie season. I expect that'll bounce back up this week against the Jets in their defense or what passes for a defense. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Tennessee. Derek Carr in Oakland. Jacoby Brissett, if he's healthy enough to play this week, has a nice matchup. Uh, the flip side is the uh, Battle of New York. Sam Darnold, again, he's looked awful the last few weeks, but uh, they are playing yeah. the Giants this week. Uh, Mason Rudolph uh, with Pittsburgh he seems to be, uh, you know, coming back nicely. And then uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, with Miami, you know, again, you know, not somebody that you can uh, bank on, you know, every week. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, looking for somebody and desperate because you, you know, lost to Sean Watson or Carson Wentz you know, this week, uh, go ahead and take a flyer on him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can get on board with that.
1: Okay, moving on to <clears> tight <throat> ends. You mentioned uh, Jared Cook with New Orleans back practicing. He's out there in a lot of leagues, as is Jack Doyle with Indianapolis, O.J. Howard with Tampa Bay. He still hasn't been the beneficiary of Jameis Winston's uh, on again, off again passing prowess, but yeah, you know, again, high risk, high reward. Kyle Rudolph with Minnesota and uh oh look, Mike Kosicki's name is on my list again for this week.
0: Mike Kosicki is actually on my DFS list too. This could this could be his week. He was he was relevant last week. It was very exciting. I'm just I'm fired up. It's gonna be his time eventually.
1: <laughs> All right. And uh, some defenses <laughs> that it may be time for this week include Green Bay, Kansas City, and I'll throw out both of the New York defenses because both of the offenses are pretty pitiful, but uh, Jets and Giants too. So, again, if you're uh, in dire straits because you're missing New England's defense this week, uh, those, those defenses are widely available and have good matchups yeah. from my perspective.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. huh? And if if the Cardinals are out there, I'd certainly go with them as well.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, shall okay. we move on to position recommendations? I think,
0: let's get crazy. Let's see how much okay. I can irritate you in a short span of time.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to go first this week just so that at least for the running backs, uh, I'll, I'll try to irritate you first. So.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: You don't think that's possible, or what were you going to say?
0: Oh, no, I think it's possible. You're
1: unflappable.
0: I just think – it's at this point, it's mostly just like I just don't understand it. It's more like incredulous, I think.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, well, incredulous or not, you'll be happy to know Saquon Barkley is at the top of my list for probably there the only go. time that will be the case this year. Probably. Uh, Mark never. Ingram, 2nd expecting big things from the Ravens this week. Aaron Jones, third. Josh Jacobs, fourth, Marlon Mack, five, uh, your guy, Ezekiel Elliott, six, uh, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, whoever starts there, or maybe both of them, seven on my list, Alvin Kamara, eight, Darren Singletary for Buffalo, nine, and uh, Chris Carson rounding out my top 10. Honorable mentions to Ronald Jones, I.I., Tevin Coleman, and Damien Williams, who seems to have reestablished himself as the Chiefs lead back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he showed up. I wonder if that'll change when, when Patrick Mahomes shows up or not. I'm, I'm curious to see. Um, our lists, are there is some overlap, which is nice. Uh, I do not have Saquon Barkley at the top of my list. I do have him at my top three, though. I have Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list, uh, Delvin Cook at two, and Saquon Barkley at three. I have Alvin Kamara back, back from his hiatus, and coming in at four, Ezekiel Elliott at five, Aaron Jones at six, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, uh, running seven and eight. And then I have Marlon Mack and Le'Veon Bell rounding out my top 10. Not scared of a little knee injury. We
1: agreed on okay. seven of 10. That's pretty good for us for running back. Yeah,
0: that's, that's actually, it's actually remarkable for us, especially for in running back. In spite
1: of that, uh, you'll, you'll be happy to know Christian McCaffrey, in spite of uh, his recent successes, is at the top of my voice again. Terrible Don't like that match up okay. against Green Bay's defense. Uh, Nick Chubb, just not on board with Buffalo, with uh, Cleveland, especially against Buffalo's defense. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think Cincinnati is a lost cause. Devonta Freeman, same thing about Atlanta. Ty Johnson and Kalen Ballage would be on my avoid list. It's a rather abbreviated avoid list for me this week. Uh, six or seven guys instead of the usual. 10 with uh, 16s on buy, I had a hard time finding 10 people that I would uh, recommend avoiding. Well, I think, I think you also,
0: stuff. you probably have some like equity built up since you generally put like whole committees on your avoid list. So like, I think you yeah, have some credits true. to you. So you're
1: okay. I do. Um,
0: I've overdrawn my um, avoid list account. Yeah. Yeah. we gotta we got to just sit you down for a couple of plays if you're okay. <laughs> I've got Jamal Williams at the top of my list, uh, Ty Johnson, Kareem Hunt, Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Trey Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, and uh, Ito Smith, who it looks like we're probably not going to play. Definitely know what to start in. So, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, just six teams on buys is tough. I'm just not excited about a ton of running back matchups this week either, i got to say.
1: No, no, I'm not either. How about uh, wide receivers that mm-hmm. you'd like this week?
0: Michael Thomas is at the top of my list, uh, and then I have Mike Evans at two. So I think we uh, we certainly see some higher scoring games coming there. Tyreek Hill running up my top three, Cooper Cup and Julio Jones in my top five, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, and Keenan Allen in my top ten.
1: We didn't have too much overlap, but here goes. I do have Michael Thomas mm. at the top of my list. Uh, T.Y. Hilton okay. or Zach Pascal is second on my list. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders really seems to have some chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo, third. This is uh, true. Adams, assuming he's healthy enough to play, four. Tyrell Williams, five. Keenan Allen, six. Tyreek Hill, seven. Golden Tate, probably the first and only time. He'll be on my top 10 list this week uh, at 8. Marquise Brown 9. Mike Williams 10 an honorable mention to Darius Slayton and the Larry Fitzgerald-Christian Kirk combo.
0: There we go. Back to to the committees. I like it. Combo picks. Uh, I actually have Golden Tate on my avoid list this week. I like him. I just like other guys a lot better. Uh, Robbie Anderson also on my avoid list. Marquise Brown, Danny Amendola, Corey Davis, Cole Beasley, uh, Brandon Cooks, who has now been – said he's definitely going to be out. uh, Darius Slayton, Randall Cobb, and Auden Tate.
1: Sounds like you don't like my Giants this week, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, We'll get there. Wide receivers I'm avoiding this week would be Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker, D.J. Moore, and Curtis Samuel.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. I think I like D.J. more a little better than you, which might be the only week ever, but yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So next up, we've got uh, quarterbacks. I'll start off uh, tabbing Lamar Jackson is the far and away top choice this week. Drew Brees second, Kyler Murray third, Aaron Rodgers fourth, Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer combination, whichever one starts there should uh, is number five on my list. Jimmy Garoppolo, six. Derek Carr, seven. Philip Rivers, eight. Uh, Josh Allen, bra- breaking the string of California quarterbacks at nine. And Daniel Jones, 10th <laughs> uh, on my list.
0: You're in a very West Coast mood today, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Apparently, since I wanted to be uh, out there and it didn't work out.
0: I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. I. Uh, I I am a Maybe not as West Coast heavy, but I certainly am giving the West Coast some love. I do, however, have Lamar Jackson at the top of my list, um, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Jameis Winston rounding out my top five. I've got Matt Ryan at six, um, Oh, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen.
1: All right. Uh, You'll notice I've had Josh Allen in my top 10 list, I think, for three weeks in a row now. I know.
0: I was scared to to mention it. I was afraid we'd spook it, but, you know, here we are.
1: All right. Well, hopefully he'll avoid my top 10 list uh, at some point in the near future. But for this week's uh, avoid list, I've got Matt Ryan at the top of that, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, uh, first starter uh, Ryan Finley for the Bengals. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Kyle Allen. I want to stay away from all those guys this week.
0: Okay. All right. So you like Josh Allen, but not a Kyle Allen. That's fine. Uh, I've got Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, and Sam Darnold on my avoid list.
1: I wonder if – if either Kyle Allen or Josh Allen, um, you know, go down to defeat this week, whether the papers would you know have the headline "Allen Allen wrenches defeat away from you know, victory" <laughs> or something?
0: <laughs> I can only hope. Can okay, who do you like
1: for tight ends?
0: Travis Kelsey's at the top of my list. Uh, George Kittle, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook, Greg Olson, and Jack Doyle.
1: All right, we've got uh, seven again that we overlap on. I've got Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Uh, In case you couldn't tell, I do like Baltimore probably more than any team this week. Travis Kelsey second. I'm I'm there for Darren Waller fourth. Hunter Henry fifth. Jimmy Graham, six, Dawson Knox, name you don't hear too often in the top ten list, seventh for me this week, um, the Josh hill you. Jared Cook combo, there's your combo at eight, uh, Charles there Clay at go. nine, and the Jack Doyle-Eric Ebron combo, there's a bonus combo for you, uh, a combo <laughs> of combos, if you will, rounding out my top ten for tight ends this week. There you
0: go. Uh, I have a bit of an abbreviated A bit of an abbreviated avoid list Um, Jimmy Graham is on it This week, I'm not loving the matchup I think you have better options Jason Winton, uh, Jonu Smith Delaney Walker Et al, there you go Kyle Rudolph, Vance McDonald OJ Howard and Chris Herndon Nope, Mike Kosicki not on the avoid list In purgatory
1: Kind of like uh, What was that? (laughs) Chick-fil-A having national, you know, giving away chicken sandwiches on National Chicken Day or Chicken Sandwich Day, only to realize it was a Sunday and the stores were closed.
0: Yeah, it didn't go great for them. That was that was a yeah. bad luck. Yes,
1: yeah, I'm sure. Popeye's <laughs> enjoyed that. So, anyway, uh, for did. tight ends, avoiding, to. yeah, they did seem to uh, kind of relish that. Um, Austin Hooper at the top of my avoid list this week. Greg Olson second, TJ Hawkinson third, Tyler Reifer fourth. fourth. Um, sorry, Mike, you're fifth on my avoid list this week, even though I recommended you Gosh. in the waiver wire. That seems to be another common pattern. And Ricky Seals Jones, who we <laughs> talked about before, also on my avoid list this week.
0: All right. Hopefully he stays healthy, but hard to say, even if he does, not a good pick this week.
1: No. All right. Uh, Shall we move on to game predictions, given that we have a somewhat abbreviated week here?
0: Okay. You want to talk defenses? You want to leave them out? Oh no, I don't.
1: I forgot about defenses. All right, I'll go with defenses. I I know. I know you're already biased against kickers, but
0: if you're going to just forsake all of all of anybody not playing offense, that seems a little tough.
1: And defenses, okay. All right. Um, Since I overlooked them, I'll, I'll give them my props and go first. I'll say Baltimore, best defense out there this week. You know, they're not available in your league. They were available in one of my leagues last week, and I grabbed them up because it just so happened I had a the Eagles defense on bye this week, so Baltimore is oh, more than go. adequate substitute. Uh, Indianapolis second, yeah. Green Bay third, New Orleans fourth. Did you want to say something?
0: No, no. I'm I'm just impressed they oh, were okay. out there. Good on you.
1: Yeah. All right, New Orleans fourth, uh, Buffalo fifth, Chicago sixth, Detroit seven, the Giants eighth, Kansas City ninth, Pittsburgh tenth, and honorable mention to uh, Dallas. So those are my uh, top defenses this week. What do you like?
0: I like that you respect the Dallas defense much more than I do. I'm big into that. Uh, I definitely have the Ravens at the top of my list. We've got the Colts, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints rounding out my top five. Uh, I've got the Packers coming in at six, the Rams, Bears, Lions, and Browns running out my top ten.
1: Oh, we agreed on eight of ten. That's pretty good. Um, my avoid list That might be the most we've ever agreed on. Probably. Uh, I think so. My avoid list. I wonder if that bodes well for agreeing on game predictions. Probably not, but we'll see.
0: Probably not. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say probably not.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, for defenses to avoid this week, I've got Cincinnati at the top of my list, Atlanta, Miami, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Arizona, San Francisco, Rams, and Minnesota bringing another breaking another run of West Coast teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, look at you. Uh I, I definitely have the Cowboys on my avoid list this week. Uh, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the 49ers, uh, your Giants, the Cardinals... And uh, the Steelers as well.
1: So should I infer from that you're actually picking the Jets this week, or do I have to wait for the first three? No, I'm actually picking really the Giants. As me.
0: as much as my my recommendations may not sound like it, I think there's a lot of Saquon Barkley coming our way. I just don't think it's be
1: that high but, in the game, yeah.
0: but we'll get there. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So. Now, can we do game predictions?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose we can. Unless you want to talk about kickers, okay. but I think we should probably just do game predictions. I do not, I do not <laughs>
1: want to talk about kickers. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> I just want you right to know, to... On the kicker note, just, just briefly, I wanted you to know that I did not put any punter or kicker injuries in the injury report despite the fact that I did want to. That was for you.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. And now you probably spend more time <laughs> talking about it than you would have if, if you'd actually had the injuries.
0: Yep. You're welcome. Although in
1: kicker news this week, Bill <laughs> Belichick did say he thought Justin Tucker was the greatest of all time, So
0: He does. He does sing a good opera. So I, I think he gets style points for that.
1: Okay. So <laughs> let's go with the game predictions. Uh, Thursday night game this week is actually quite a good one. I think there are going to be quite a few uh, plus games this week. I are only one, two, three, four, four games this week, although there are only 13 total, but I only think four of them are going to be one-sided. The rest, the other nine, I think could uh, conceivably go either way, starting with the Thursday night game, which uh, has the Oakland Raiders hosting the the Chargers, the London, soon-to-be London Chargers, um, or not. Yeah,
0: she's always... Yeah, London's calling
1: I Somehow I can't see uh, Philip Rivers uh, Ending his career in London But uh, stranger things have no. happened Bringing his he's whole group over to, to, to London them. That's right sure. That would be prohibitively expensive So even for like Somebody making an NFL quarterback no, He's, he's uh, got a lot there No kidding But uh, anyway <laughs> So for the Thursday night game I I think the Chargers are the better team, but Oakland's kept surprising me this week, this season. And, you know, when in doubt, go with the home team. I'll go with Oakland by field goal here. I'll say Oakland 30, uh, Chargers 27. What do you think?
0: I really want to pick the Raiders to win this game because they do keep finding a way, and they're at home, and it's Thursday night, and weird stuff happens. But they are pretty much the worst pass defense in the league, and now they have injuries on top of the fact that they're actually terrible. And the Chargers all of a sudden fire your offensive coordinator, promote your quarterback's coach, and it's like they're a whole different football team. They come out, and they look like a functional offense. And I think that the fact that it's a short week and the Raiders' defense is terrible – I think Philip Rivers and the Chargers are just going to eat it up, and they're going to win 33-27. Despite the fact that Josh Jacobs is great, I don't think he's enough to win this game.
1: <sighs> Bursting my bubble already in the first game of the week.
0: Also, I would okay. like to say something a little controversial in the fact that normally I really hate on Thursday night games, but this season they've been more competitive, and I think Monday nights are the new Thursdays. They haven't been good. Anyway, I rest my well, case.
1: <laughs> All right. So Sunday night, excuse me, Sunday early, the first game up is Buffalo at I'm Cleveland. Say we we're really missing some much has been made, here. <laughs> yes, we just zipped through a bunch. Um, much has been made of the fact that uh, Cleveland with their 2-6 and six record is, is favored over Buffalo with their 6-2 and two record. I think that's wrong. I think Buffalo will find a way to beat this dysfunctional Cleveland team. I'll say even on the road, uh, Buffalo's a better team. I'll say Buffalo 27, Cleveland 21.
0: Good news. I'm going to continue to burst your bubble, and I'm going to take Cleveland to win this game. 21-20 in the fact that they have looked like such an absolute dumpster fire the last couple of weeks, and they seem to be a hot mess, and I don't understand what Baker Mayfield's fashion choices are, like, at all. Um, I think that the fact that they're so dysfunctional, it might actually actually make them marginally functional this week. I think they're going to come a little bit full circle. I think they're going to surprise a few people. They're playing at home. Everyone's ready to just burn the stadium down and run Freddie Kitchens out of town. And, yes, he looks incredibly overwhelmed on the sideline, looks very much like Sam Bradford did, like he just saw a UFO. But I think that despite that, the Browns are going to win a game this week might be the last one they win all season, but I think they're going to win this one.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Um, for Freddie Kitchens' <laughs> sake, I hope you're right, although I can't say I'm really a member of his fan club either. Next up, we've got uh, another not, one. I'm not,
0: but that... I, just, I think it'll happen.
1: Okay. Next up, we've got another game that I think could go either way, uh, continuing the, the string of the early Sunday games uh, that could go either way. We've got Detroit at Chicago. Detroit better on offense. Uh, Chicago much better on defense. Chicago at home. I think that all adds up to a close game, but a Chicago victory. I'll go with Chicago by field goal at home. Chicago 24, Detroit 21.
0: I'm taking Chicago to win this game also. Even though Mitchell Trubisky had a whopping 24 passing yards in the first half of the game last week against the Eagles, they would look pretty dumb for picking them to win, but that's okay. I wasn't the only one looking like an idiot there. Um, I think they bounce back. I think they're at home. Uh, the Lions are a little banged up. Matt Stafford is certainly a little banged up, and I think that the Bears' defense will keep them in this. I think probably at least one score, one touchdown scored by the Chicago defense, and that really ends up being the difference. I have Chicago winning 20-17. to 17.
1: All right, so I think we – incur that there's not going to be a ton of offense in that game. And next up nope. we've got the Battle of New York, which before the season started, a lot of New York fans were looking forward to. Now, the only reason this could have any been a really New York good fan game. would be... The only reason any New York fan is looking forward to this game is that it gives them a chance to get closer to the top pick in the draft if they throw the game. Um, unfortunately, true. as a Giants fan, I think the Jets will Win this uh, tankathon in the sense that the giant that they'll come out on the short end of the stick. Giants have actually looked somewhat <laughs> functional at times this year. Jets, uh, you know, on offense, Jets not so much. I'll go here with uh, the Giants to win this in a close game, uh, field goal in a "quote unquote" road game. I'll go uh, Giants twenty-seven, Jets twenty-four.
0: Now I know you think that. I'm hating on your Giants and that I think the Jets are going to win this game. But despite the fact that I really didn't want to start anyone on the Giants, I still think they're going to win the game. I really think it's going to be a lot of Daniel Jones and a lot of Saquon Barkley before Evan Ingram's foot exploded. I would have thought he was going to be a big factor in this, but unfortunately I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot of offense. I think it's more capitalizing on people's mistakes I mean, Sam Darnold definitely had some ugly ones last week. I think he'll look better this week. But I've got the Giants winning this
1: 21-17. So why did you hate the Giants' defense? Um, weren't they on your avoid
0: It's Yes, but not so much that I hate them, more so that I think there are defenses out there that are going to actually score points, so that I think there are 10 better defenses than the Giants fantasy-wise this week.
1: Okay, no, I'm following all right, but yeah. one of them is definitely it's a, it's a lesser uh, of Baltimore. Evil. Okay, or an evil of lessers in this particular game. Um, that works,
0: too. Yeah. Next
1: up, <laughs> Yes, it does. Uh, next game up, we've got Baltimore at Cincinnati. This is definitely one of those 10 defenses. I'm, of course, referring to Baltimore that has better prospects than yes. the Giants this week. Uh, much of that, of course, owing to the fact that they're playing Cincinnati and that uh, – Apparently the Andy Dalton Ginger Ninja error has ended in Cincinnati. Uh, I think Ryan Finley is going to get a pretty rude awakening here, and I'll go with uh, Baltimore to yeah. win this one handily. I'll say a uh, Baltimore forty-one, Cincinnati seventeen.
0: I guess like I understand bringing in a rookie off the bye week. Probably there were still better ways to do this, but on the same token. I mean, was this really the start you wanted to have for his first one? Like, ah, uh, this – as as many things that the Bengals do, this could have probably been done better. Um, I don't think there's any way that Cincinnati wins this game short of Baltimore just not showing up. I've got the Ravens winning 31-17, and I feel like that might even be a little generous. I just – I don't think this is competitive from any any aspect, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I, I'm almost worried that starting Lamar Jackson, if they get off to a, a big start, that you know he yeah. might be you know wearing a baseball cap by the third quarter, which would certainly hurt his fantasy value, but we'll see.
0: But at the same time, he may Next, have racked uh, up enough points in that abbreviated time that it could still be okay.
1: I hope so, but I think Mark Ingram is going to... It's weird to say a running back vulturing touchdowns from a quarterback, but... That could happen this week. At least yes.
0: least that's how and that's, I see the the kind of, of
1: Baltimore offense.
0: I, I could certainly see that. And someone was trying to make the the argument to me last week that like, oh, Baltimore can't beat the the Patriots. Like, and they were they were trying to say to me, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram are essentially the same player. And I was like, it it actually wasn't. It was actually okay. someone else. Uh, you you were one of many that tried to make this argument to me. But they were making the argument that they're essentially the same player. And I said, that's fine, but you can't stop both of them at once. You pick one or the other. So you're getting beat by one. And lo and behold, that actually happened. But I'm with you in that I think that a running back can vulture touchdowns from a quarterback. It's rare, but it can happen here.
1: All right. Um, next up, we've got <laughs> uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. And Kansas City. Certainly would like them a lot more if I knew Patrick Mahomes were going to be starting for them on Sunday, which could very True. well be the case. But uh, since I'm not sure, I think this I'm going to pick this to be. a will assume Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback. I'll assume this is a close game, but I do think Kansas City has enough uh, offensive firepower, and I do think Matt Moore is a competent enough backup that uh, they'll be able to to beat the Ryan Tannehills. I'll go. Matt Moore 27. Ryan Tannehills 24.
0: Okay, we're we're in a similar vein. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to play. I think that this Tennessee offense is more functional under Ryan Daynell, which is nice. Um, but even even a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, I think can still win this game on the road. I've got Kansas City winning 30 to 23.
1: All right. Next up, we've got uh the annual battle in New Orleans between the Falcons and the Saints and Usually this is a high-scoring game, uh, but uh, this this year Atlanta just a wall on offense, which is kind of hard to fathom. But uh, there you have it. And I think you know Saints defense, one of the better ones, maybe not quite in the same league as New England and San Francisco's defense, but certainly not far off from that. I'll think they'll continue their uh, dominant ways in this game, and I'll go with a final score of. Uh, New Orleans at home 35, Atlanta on the road 20.
0: I have almost the same score. I've got New Orleans winning 35-21, so I gave them one more point. I gotta say, this yeah, Atlanta nice team is do. the most frustrating thing about football to me. I I just I I don't even have words well, for how angry this fan. makes me. <laughs> yes, not a Giants fan, but they're just so talented and they're just so dysfunctional. And it doesn't make any sense, and I just I can't see, short of something catastrophic, the Saints finding a way to lose this game to Atlanta. I'd be stunned if it happened, especially at home. Drew Brees is significantly better at home than he is on the road. Um, So I think I feel pretty good about a lot of offense and not a ton of defense on both sides of the ball here. Um, High scoring, but not a close game, if you will.
1: All right, next up we have a game which I think will be close and I'm also thinking we'll probably disagree on the outcome here. But Arizona traveling to Tampa Bay and Kyler Murray again up and down rookie season, but Kenyon Drake uh, had a nice um, week.
0: He fit in well
1: last week. He ha- he certainly did. And uh if David Johnson is back, that certainly helps the cause. Tampa Bay certainly capable of putting up a ton of points, but uh not so capable of preventing a ton of points. I'm going to go with a shootout here. Final score of Arizona 31, Tampa Bay 28.
0: It's making me a little unnerved how close we're picking these all of a sudden. We were very far apart, and now I also have Arizona winning 31 27. So basically the same score. Um, I just, I like this Arizona offense a lot. I like Kyler Murray a lot I think Kenyon Drake is just going to keep running because he's scared Miami might take him back and I'm okay with that because it seems very productive having David Johnson back will be huge I'd feel a lot better if I you know saw him at least play two snaps instead of one and maybe get more than two yards that would be great Um, but I just I think this Tampa Bay offense is just a little too inconsistent I think Arizona defense is a little better than people give them credit for and I think they'll be able to win this one on the road
1: all right. Next up, we have another game, which I is one that I'll uh, say is not going to be close, and that's Miami traveling to Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis. I don't care if it's Jacoby Brissett or Ryan Hoyer under center. Either way, I think this game isn't close. Uh, I think Marlon Mack will have a big day. If T.Y. Hilton plays, he'll have a big day. If not, Zach Pascal will have a big day. Tight ends should do well. Uh, they just, yeah, I know. Indianapolis has uh, come up short a couple of times this season when we thought they were going to win uh, handily. but It wasn't uh, Adam Terry's think...
0: fault last week. It really wasn't. Yeah. Oh, no. it was tough.
1: But uh, this week, I think uh, Indianapolis is going to atone for past sins, and I'll say that they double up on Miami. Uh, Miami cures what ails them. I'll say Indianapolis 34, Miami uh, 17.
0: I actually see this being a little bit closer than you. You do. I am picking Indianapolis win. Don't don't get crazy. You know, I'm, even I can't justify Miami winning this game. Although I wouldn't be totally shocked if it happened. Um, I have Indy winning thirty to twenty. I'm concerned about the health of the Colts on both sides of the ball. I think that Fitzmagic still has a little bit less in the tank, so he will keep this game closer. Um, but I think Adam and Terry. It'd be nice to get a little redemption for him. It would be nice to see Jacoby Brissett move around the pocket a little bit. And I just I'm worried about T.Y. Hilton playing and the health of their wide receiving core. But I think they'll still still be able to win this pretty handily.
1: I'm disappointed that uh, Preston Williams is out for the season for Miami. He oh, was having a nice uh, rookie season. He was. He was now, really. He, he was is.
0: really ramping up too. It was getting better each week.
1: And yeah, now it's back to Devontae Parker being their, uh, their uh, number one receiver, which is uh, – Which I like Devonte Parker, from, but it's his, just uh,
0: really never worked with him as the one. Like, it's just – I don't know. There's just something about it that just doesn't seem to translate.
1: He has one or two games a year where he does really well, and then the rest of the season you just wonder why isn't there more there. But uh, anyway, he <laughs> – Starts off well. I'm sure Ryan Fitzpatrick will feed him this week because they don't have a ton of other offensive options. But we'll see.
0: No, Mike is sick. He's out there. Don't forget on him.
1: He is. He is. Maybe they'll. Uh, maybe he'll have <laughs> 10 plus targets this week and two or three touchdown catches. It. And I'll. I'll uh, eat humble pie if not crowed on next week's show. But I'm guessing <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> so next up, uh, the last of our uncompetitive um, games, in my mind, for this week, we've got uh, Carolina uh, with at Green Bay. Green Bay seemingly playing all their games the first half of the season at home. Uh, here's one of their few remaining uh, home games, I'm guessing. But uh, I think Carolina just I, – I know Green Bay fell off um, – Disappointed last week against San Diego. Not, I mean, against Los Angeles, the Chargers. I'm not sure if that was a more function of uh, San Diego's. Uh, ex- I did it again, the Rams. No, not. It's
0: <laughs> San Antonio uh, Holmes not, all over not. again.
1: It is only with a team name instead of a <laughs> player name, but I don't know. I'll just call them the Chargers, and we'll see. And there we'll go. be good. I I don't know whether the Chargers offense is all is that great all of a sudden, or whether Packers defense isn't as good as I think. I'm gonna go with the former and think that the chart that the Packers defense probably is still pretty good. So I'm gonna predict that they'll double not quite double up, but I'll they'll win handily against the Panthers. I'll say final score, Green Bay thirty one, Carolina seventeen, and hopefully it's a long time before I butcher another uh, game summary like that.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We all got there. Um, I I think it's the Chargers actually being a, a functional offense, like a real live football team. But December is coming. We always know things look different in December when it comes to the Chargers. So I'm not ready to get too too hyped about it yet. I think Green Bay bounces back this week in a pretty big way. Uh, I have them winning 33-23 on Carolina because I think Christian Caffrey and that that Panthers offense will still do some damage. Um, the Green Bay defense does tend to give some some points up, but they are at home. They are at Lambeau just has that magic, so I think Aaron Rodgers will pull it out. I think the score is more competitive than the game actually will be. So I it's I don't think it's that close.
1: All right, um, we've agreed now on eight games in a row after disagreeing on the first two. I'm going to go out on a limb yeah, here and say we're going to disagree on the last three games.
0: Okay. All right. Challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> okay. Starting with the last uh, Sunday afternoon game between the Rams uh, traveling to Pittsburgh. Rams, no doubt about it in my mind, they're a better team, but you know, I just think Pittsburgh is... It sounds
0: like you're firing up to, to pick the, the Steelers here, though. I'm intrigued.
1: I Indeed, I am. I think after that... Uh, one and three start, all of a sudden, Steelers have won uh, three of their last, you know, four games, and I think the string will continue. Uh, you know, seems like uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is really making a difference for their uh, defense there, and I'm going to go with that uh, continuing yeah. this week. No Brandon Cooks, and I think the Steelers will win this in a mild upset. I'll say Steelers 27, Rams 24.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued. You are correct. in that I'm not picking the Steelers. This is normally me on the other side of this, but I'm going with the Rams to win this thirty-three twenty-seven. I think they're on the They're, they're coming across the country. And uh, yes, they are without Brandon Cooks who I like that. They made a big deal. Like, Oh, he's flying to Pittsburgh to see a specialist. Like so is the rest of the team because they're playing in Pittsburgh. He's just going a day earlier than everybody else. Um, But I I think the Rams just have too much offense. The defense is good. I think the Steelers won by default last week. They had no business winning that game. Yes, they have some very good things. There are ways that they can stay relevant and stay close in this game, but I just don't think they have the same offensive firepower.
1: All right, now I'm all (laughs) sad and defeated. I'm so sorry.
0: Okay. the next game may right. make you feel better next,
1: okay next up we've got uh, your Cowboys hosting Minnesota from the sounds of it you're not too psyched about your Cowboys uh, this week
0: Hundred as a Giants
1: fan of course I see things much more objectively and clearly than you do as a Cowboys fan so I'm going to tell you <laughs> that objectively I think at home the Cowboys are a field goal better than the Vikings I'll go with a final score of Dallas 27 Minnesota 24, is I think the Vikings are, are going to miss uh, Adam Thielen.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm worried about the Adam Thielen thing. I'm a lot more worried about the fact that the Cowboys' defense is essentially non-existent and the fact that they seem less inclined to play the first half of football. That makes me nervous. Um, the Vikings, on the other hand, look like pretty functional offense, even without Adam Thielen, though they are much better with him. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be a real problem for the Cowboys, and I think that the Vikings are going to are going to pull off a, a quasi-upset here. I have them winning 34-30. I don't think defenses are going to be quite as much of a factor in this game, mostly because Dallas is, is dead, um, but I think that Minnesota will be neutralized just a little bit more than perhaps in other games, but not enough to lose.
1: Okay. Which brings us to the final game of the week, the Monday night game, uh, uh, NFC West uh, rivalry. And that's yeah. uh, got the Seahawks traveling to San Francisco. And you don't seem to think much of the 49ers yet, especially on offense. I, but I think do I've have picked a against them like defense.
0: seven straight weeks.
1: <laughs> and this will be eight, but I'm going to tell you yep, that you'll be wrong be. and that the 49ers are going to go to 9-0 and oh by virtue of uh, a late field goal. I'll say the 49ers 31. Um, i almost call them the Mariners. the The Seahawks 28.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if the Mariners played instead of the Seahawks? Well, oh, then they'd they'd be to to lose. would be to watch? <laughs> I don't know. I think the Mariners are scrappy. They're oh,
1: they are, but they, they, you know, they whole don't town make the playoffs. At it.
0: You're gonna pick against. You're gonna take the 49ers to beat two entire franchises. That is. That is tough.
1: Throw in the Super you. um, too.
0: Oof. You're going to be a run out of time. Don't go to Seattle anytime soon. You're not going to be welcome. I, however, will be welcome huh. with open arms because I will have correctly picked the fact that the Seahawks are going to be the ones to break this not really impressive, in my eyes, undefeated streak that old Jimmy Garoppolo and the Fighting 49ers have going. Uh, I just, I, I don't see a whole lot to get excited about, about this 49ers team, which is why I continually pick against them, because I don't think they're good enough to win football games. I continue to be wrong, but I think this week is finally the week that the tides are turning. Uh, Seattle, their defense, pretty good. Their offense, also pretty good. I don't know if you've heard, but I think their defense is going to be the difference maker here. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to be a little more tested than perhaps he has been in weeks past, and I think that The Seahawks know how to win the big games. They know how to win in prime time. They're a seasoned team. I think they do it this week.
1: You don't seem to uh, have as much appreciation for the San Francisco defense as as I do.
0: I don't. (laughs) They're probably the part of the team I respect the most, but I don't have a lot of respect for the 49ers. I just don't think they're yeah. that good of a football team. The Atlanta Falcons are a far superior football team in pretty much every asset, every facet here, but they can't win a game and save their no. Life. There's no logic to this game. None.
1: No. San Francisco is a much better team than Atlanta.
0: Well, when you if put you them on the field, yeah. look at their like skill you might
1: not think that, but there's something that just doesn't work for Atlanta that does work for San Francisco this no, year. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not if you were to just look at them on, them, on the paper, Super that Atlanta Bowl team is a better yet, team but... on
0: paper. You go out and you play the games, then, yeah, the 49ers certainly are a better team. I just don't think they're a better defense, team than Seahawks this week.
1: On offense, maybe you'd want the Falcons' um, skill position players, but there's no way that on, even on paper that Atlanta's defense could hold a, a candle to San Francisco's defense.
0: 49ers defense is good the Falcons defense you're right I, I don't say like I don't think it's as huge of a gap as you do but yes the 49ers do have a good defense okay I still, and with I that still don't uh, why don't you hit a, <laughs>
1: That's okay uh, we know they're not going to be your DFS choice for this week but uh, speaking of D- DFS not. who are your choices for this week
0: a uh, couple of good options this week. Obviously, we like to stack. We like to find value picks. Anybody can plug, you know, Christian McCaffrey in your lineup and, and go crazy. These are some ideas for ways to build around those players. So, uh, quarterback, even though it's a little higher price than I like to normally spend. Kyler Murray, I like a lot. Obviously, as we talked about before, I think he's going to have a good game. Phillip Rivers, I think, is going to put up about a million passing yards against that Oakland secondary. Ryan Tannehill and Mason Rudolph rounding out my picks for QB this week. At running back, Melvin Gordon, the price I think is right. I like the matchup. Devin Singletary, who kind of stepped into his own list last week. And Joe Mixon, who I know was on your avoid list. It's not the world's best situation, but I think the value that you get for what you're spending could be worth a chance. At wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster's price right this week. Christian Kirk, Jamison Crowder, Zach Pascal, who we talked about earlier, and D.J. Moore, who normally I'm not recommending a lot of Panthers players, but I think D.J. Moore could do it this week. At tight end, our boy Mike Gusecki at the top of the list. I like the value there. Greg Olson also on my list, and Ryan Griffin. Defense, shockingly, uh, not not going with the the Forty uh, Niners. They're a little high, a little rich, little high in the price range for for what we're looking for here. Um, I Plus do have they're the going Browns, to give up 34 points. They, they are, but they certainly in DFS world, they wouldn't spend a lot of money to give up thirty four points. So I don't think it's a good play. But the Browns, Jets, Giants, and Cardinals would all be my picks there in the DFS world. Uh, so like I said, I don't think it's a a huge scoring game in, in New York this week. So both those defenses are good picks, but we certainly want to hear from you guys. You can find us all week long, all over social media. We are on Facebook at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. You can also find us at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM one six. And, of course, we want to hear from you if you have questions in your lineup you just want to talk sports, find us at fantasyfootballsharpa.com. And we'll be back next week with all of your week 11 news, notes, injuries, highlights, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, all that good stuff we've got coming your way. We'll be back on Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.